Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 92 of the Theatrical Mustang Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Woodzik. This episode is with the fantastic Sophie Franco. Sophie is currently playing Maggie in the production of Bernie's Apartment, which is up over at ACT Theatre as part of the ACT Lab series uh, produced by S.A. Teatro. I saw the show, and Sophie is just stunning in it. You have one more weekend to check out this show. It runs through Saturday, May 28th at ACT Theatre. Get tickets at acttheatre.org or sateatro.org. We'll have both of those links in the episode description. So please enjoy episode 92 with a fantastic Sophie Franco. And pleased to welcome Sophie Franco to the podcast. Welcome, Sophie. Thank you. So you have been a couple weekends now of uh, Bernie's Apartment, mm-hmm. brand new play over at ACT. Tell me about how you came to this project and what the journey has been like. Um, well, there was like a TPS audition for it, you know. And I had heard of Ese Teatro, which is a Latin company here in Seattle. Uh, Rose Gano, she's the artistic director. Uh, she's a fellow Peruvian. Um, and I had kind of worked with her a little bit two years ago. Um, but I was in school, so I couldn't really get involved. And then I heard about this production, and I was um, just, like, really excited. I remember just being like thinking about it all the time like oh man I really hope I get in this play like there's gonna be Spanish in the play and it's a female playwright and you know a female director and just like to yeah I was really excited about it and then um it like took a while for them to get back to me um but finally I like got the email and he squealed with joy (laughs) so it's an adaptation of the house of Bernardo Alba yes Mm -hmm. uh What's it like revisiting a classic like that in a new way? Did you draw inspiration? I mean, did you, like, read the original, or did you sort of Actually, let yourself... I chose, I chose not to. Awesome. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I chose no, not to. No, I think to. that's a really great choice. Yeah. It was, um, I, it's been really um, exciting to be part of the process of building this work, because, of course, it's Rose's play, but um, through, through rehearsal... Um, Julie and Rose both gave us um, a lot of liberty in, uh, like, just giving our input and saying, like, this feels unnatural in my mouth or, you know, I don't understand the logic of this conversation. And so there have been a lot of, um, a lot, there's been a lot of flexibility. Um, and uh, it's been really cool to, like, help breathe life into Maggie and all of these other characters. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's nice to to feel like, you know, even though it's an old play, it's based on, you know, this old play, it's like, oh, still so um, relatable. And uh, it's about, like, dynamics between women um, and, like, motherhood and sisterhood. And, like, all those themes, it's just, like, in in your human nature. So, right. um, you know, it feels like, I feel like I'll be able to to feel like the nerve of it. I'm like, oh, that's real. That feels real. And to, to see myself and my sisters and like my cousins in the dynamics and in, 
uh, and kind of the subject matters has been really yummy. Tell me about your character and how you went about crafting her. Um, Maggie, she is the oldest of the four daughters, uh, three foster daughters and one blood daughter uh, to Bernie. And uh, she is like gifted with um, like divine feminine intuition. She's like really, uh, her mother was like a curandera from Peru. So uh, kind of like into shamanic practice and herbal healing and like really being connected to the earth and uh, that like divine feminine power. And um, she, (laughs) she like explores that gift through, uh, through like working as a um, phone psychic (laughs) so people will call her and and that's kind of how she flexes that muscle Um, and you kind of see it throughout the show that you know she's like able to kind of sense things going on Um, and yeah that's been that's been really cool to explore like shamanic uh, history uh, because I'm like very interested in shamanic practice myself so being able to bring my personal knowledge of that practice into the rehearsal space and like um yeah just being able to like talk about it and like feel feel that and uh Francisca Garcia who's the costume designer had a lot of really cool conversations with her um about you know like it started in costumes and like what do the colors mean and the significance of that and she was sharing with me about how you know her mother you know was a curandera and how she would like go and pick herbs and like learned all of these um you know, like natural tricks, magic tricks, you know, with the herbs and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was like really just, just yummy. Like all of it, exploring myself through this person was a really unique kind of, uh, unexpected perk. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. Tell me about your castmates. Um, so <laughs> there's Pilar O'Connell who plays Marti and Mamie Garcia who plays Adela and Giovanna Arriaga, creo. I hope I said your name right, Giovanna, um, who plays Angie. Um, and they're my sisters. And there's Alma uh, Vallegas, who plays Bernie, and Yolanda Suarez, who plays Mama Grande, and uh, Marco Voli, who is um, like a walk-on role. Um, yeah, and it's been so cool to work with them. Um, Marco didn't join us until very late in the process, so there was no person who identified as male through this process and that's been two processes in a row where that has been my experience and um it's been like really nice you know of course like you know I'm not saying that I don't like to work with men but it's such a a joy to be like in this space that feels so safe to talk about you know these issues um you know of like sisterhood and jealousy and um the foster care system we learned a lot about that it's it's been really fun to work with them um and feel the sisterhood so much we like play pranks on each other and <laughs> we're like laughing all the time um and to like be in a family also in a family on stage is really great um yeah it's a lot of fun I think we have maybe too much fun sometimes <laughs> but uh you know those connections are alive and it's really cool What's it been like for you to sort of take this 
would you classify it in your career as sort of a, a next step? You know, your face is plastered all over Seattle in posters. What's that been? I mean, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And how does that inform your growth as an artist on a personal level? Um, it's funny. Uh, I was like, it's just really exciting, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? I see, <laughs> I see my face on a poster as I walk to work, and that's a really, really exciting. I I've never experienced that before, um, and just to like see us, you know, to see like Latina women, and uh, to feel this like thrill when people are saying like, oh, you know, I've heard about your show. I'm gonna come. Um, like, people are gonna hear our story. And um, I really feel like the space is growing, you know, in Seattle. Like, I have a lot of faith that we are going to be able to tell our stories and that all kinds of stories, that there's going to be space made for that. Um, it's exciting. I am really, um, I feel so lucky to, like, come into the community after being gone a little while and just being, uh, feeling an embrace. That's really cool. It's a lovely way to put it. So folks, folks are going to want to get tickets, and we're going to, going to want to visit acttheater.org. The show runs through May 28th. Yes. Just getting those nuts and bolts out there, and we will have that link in the episode description. Now let's get into the Sophie Franco origin story. <laughs> I love doing this. This is where we get a little bit inside the actor's studio E. Uh, can you remember the first time as a child that you felt a love for performance mm. yes um, or I can tell you at least my earliest memory of it I, I used to be a ballet dancer oh really yeah that was my first kind of step into performance um, and I started doing ballet when I was three years old um, and just like loved the storytelling aspect of it um, and yeah uh, that's that's where it started I did ballet for almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to stop, unfortunately, because I developed a knee problem, but, um, you know, like dancers do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, you know, and then I, like, found improv and found theater, and I think, um, I, I just, like, feel like it was, you know, meant to be that, uh, I think, like, a medium with words is powerful, and, um, I'm happy that I had the opportunity to explore it, you know. So all through high school, are you doing are you doing plays and musicals and any any highlights from those teenage years? Ooh, um, well, I did a lot of improv and like a lot of like uh, like theater competitions in high school and stuff like that. But Heck I yeah, would... <laughs> you did. Me too. Yeah, very competitive. <laughs> um, I think probably the highlight would be. Um, the time that I did a very dramatic lip sync to um, You Are My Sunshine. Wow. Yeah. I think that that was probably the highlight of my high school career. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so where, where are you growing up during this time? Southern California. Southern California. Yeah. How the heck do you get to Seattle from Southern California, Sophie Franco? Um, I, I was always really drawn to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, originally, I thought I would go to Portland. Um, but, uh, I could totally see you in Portland. Yeah. You have a Portland energy to you. Oh, thank you. I mean, that was a compliment. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> to sure. clarify, I, 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 <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I wanted to go to Portland. I wanted to go to Reed, actually. Um, I was like really like dead set on being a Reedy. And then I like had my interview and that went really well. And they were like, great, you're a Reedy. And then like everything that could go wrong with my application went wrong. Like, you know, everything that could go wrong. They never got my ACT scores or my SAT scores. They got someone else's teacher recommendations. Like everything went wrong. And then um, like the first school that like really yelled at me so to speak, was Cornish. Um, and yeah, it all just kind of fell into place. And uh, that was it. What track did you study while you were at Cornish? Original works. Playwriting, acting, and directing. What was that... What were some of the highlights of that time for you? What What was your highest level of excitement while at Cornish? Ooh. It was a pretty exciting place. <laughs> it was a very thorough education. Um... I think um, I think the level of exploration that you get to in junior year, um, just in terms of like everything that you're exploring, it's like the first time you're taking directing and playwriting and clown and uh, kind of everything is very open and uh, all about risk taking, um, and that that was a very exciting time for all of us, um, and just like. I, I hit this point junior year, I remember being like, man, I can't be a theater artist. I am not cut out to do this. And I was like, you know, I just had that moment of like, I lost the faith. And one of my friends was like, you're more than halfway through, just finish. And I'm glad that I did. And you know, that was just like one moment of, of like, oh man, I can't do this. But having done it, like getting through the program and really feeling that I, uh, took in as much as I could and like grew tremendously as a human being, as an artist. Um, that's like probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. I, <laughs> I dropped out of high school, so I never like had experienced a graduation. And I think like really going through the through line of the four years had been a personal challenge for me and uh, doing that and like, oh man, my faculty was so like gracious and kind and just like, you know, kicked our asses but in the best way um I'm super like grateful for them all of that are there any um professors or mentors from your time there that you're like you will thank them in your Tony speech like is you know <laughs> not to choose favorites or whatever but is there a, someone's philosophy that really stuck with you um I would say definitely the teachings of uh Rhonda Soikowski <gasps> And I love yeah. I want her on the podcast so bad. I She's just love rad. her. I love her work so much. Yeah, please continue. <laughs> yeah, um, I had the great pleasure of um, taking an independent study course with her. My, the second oh, semester wow. of my senior year, super cool. Um, I want to go back to like, college and do that. <laughs> you should <laughs> hang out with Rhonda for a while. <laughs> what was it called? Um, it was called uh, Pedagogy of the Voice, I believe. Oh. Yeah, super cool. Um, she had me um, like sit in on her classes and also um, read this text called Wisdom of the Body Moving by Linda Hartley, which is based on the teachings of Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen. And that, like, oh man, that semester was so uh, important. Like, just, uh, and that book specifically, like, I, that's the book that, like, finally got me to quit smoking after smoking a pack for four years, <laughs> you know? Like, oh man, it was a uh, like ever that was a really like intense catalyst for me and I think it came like at the perfect time when I was like present like you know things were kind of winding down second semester 
um, you know, aside from your thesis, but that was like amazing. So definitely that experience was really profound, but all of my faculty like was so strong. Um, like, oh man, shout outs. I got a shout out to everybody, you know, Kate Meyer, Lisa Norman, David Taft, Kathleen Collins, John Wilson, Kira McDonald, like, oh man, Desdemona Chang, Paul Pedritus, like all of these people. Yeah. Just all the love, all the love in my all heart. Love. For them. All the what love. What was your thesis project? I want to know. I'll tell you my, my thesis project was Beyond Therapy, Beyond Social Constructions of Gender and Sexuality. And I directed Christopher Durang's Beyond Therapy with a, a sort of a gender performance lens. That sounds rad. Yeah. I wish I could have seen it. It was, it was, to this day, it's one of the, because we did three performances of it, and the last performance, it was, uh, it was in the old theater building, which is basically a warehouse, and uh, we had, you know, riser seats for about 100, and we had so many people there, we started pulling down luggage from prop storage, so that people, and like the dean of the college was there, and he said it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen there, and uh, it was just that sort of like unabashed laughter of college students who aren't trying to impress anyone who just think it's it's just so fucking funny like it was the the my experience in theater a live performance that had the most laughter that was most laughter filled um and so there was joy such joy in that um well what about your senior project (laughs) i did harold pinter's betrayal Really? Yes, with Jason Salazar and Morgan Grody. Wow. Yeah, and that was, um, it was directed by Tyler Polemsky, um, and that was, uh, that was a very interesting experience. It was the first time that I had ever been a producer, um, you know, so that was like, oh man, finding the balance between like being a producer and being an actor was very interesting. Very challenging. Um, And I think I, uh, my biggest challenge was kind of like embracing the fact that I was the only woman in the room a lot of the time, you know, and not not feeling like excluded from the boys club. There was something about like, I had to realize that that was my superpower and not my weakness, you know? I love that so much. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and really just step into my power as a producer, as an actor, as a woman. Um, I had originally um, wanted to write and direct this piece um, uh, but I, I still want to. It's cooking inside of me. But it was, it was called cunt play, sacred and profane. Yeah, which I is something to, that I. Do. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna follow up with you on this. <laughs> Let's do it, Winsick. Um, yeah, um, and and then um, it was like a month after senior acting class was over. I was like smoking a cigarette outside with Jason. I was like, man, I already miss acting so much. He was like, hey, I'm looking for an Emma, and I was like, yes. I just jumped on it. Um, and it was funny that even though they were completely different projects, kind of the same experience of mm. um, coming to, like, my feminine power was present. Um, so that was, that was cool. Awesome. What, what plays excite you the most? What mm. kinds of characters and stories are you most drawn to? Um, I really love the works of Jose Rivera mm. and Maria Irene Fornes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I love that Rivera um, is able to... I, I love 
first of all, that it's in English and Spanish, you know? And, like, for me, when I was taking playwriting class, there were just things that I can't... I couldn't convey in English, like, you know, colors, the poetry of the Spanish language. Um, and so reading plays where it's like that, where you're speaking in English and all of a sudden you're saying something in Spanish or one of the characters can only speak Spanish or whatever it is. Um, it feels very, like, personal to me. Um, and I, I love his work. I love, I love cloud tectonics. I love uh, references, references to Salvador Dali make me hot. Um, Marisol, like, all of those plays. Each Day Dies With Sleep. Man, he's so good. Go read him, guys, if you haven't. Um, and Fornes, I love that she's, like, so raw and is not there is no vanity in her work um and i like that a lot it's really challenging and really scary but that's what i like <laughs> what advice do you have for young theater artists since you're pretty fresh out of a training program uh what yeah the world according to sophie franco <laughs> world according to Sophie Franco. Young artists need to not fear themselves or fear their hearts. I think uh, like all of us have a voice and it is important to tell our story even if people don't want to hear it or if it feels like there's no space. It's so important. Um, and you know like some days are going to suck because you're like not the successful artist you want to be yet or you're like slowly inching your way toward it but um you know I think at least for me I like really have to just have faith in the fact that uh in the words of Rana Soikowski the life's work does not change it doesn't matter if I go and I leave and I, you know, teach English in South America and don't ever think about theater for five years and then I come back and I start it again. Like, you know, everything, there's no step backward on the journey. Every moment of our lives will um, inform our artistry and just being patient and like um, realizing that like the pregnant pause is essential to creation. Um, that's like, you know, that's all I can say. Like, be patient with yourself and with your stories and love yourself and love other young artists, even the ones that scare you, even the ones you're jealous of, even the ones you feel competitive with, you know? We all have to have each other's backs. So, you know, I got your back. Yeah, you do. What's up next for you? What's, what's... I don't what, know. That you don't know? I don't what, know. What do you want to be next for you? Uh, what I'm doing what is your three perfect year? <laughs> My perfect year. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> maybe it's silly to say this, but I, like, want a week of vacation. <laughs> I love that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to read a lot of poetry. Um, I... I don't know. I'm, I'm like really hungry for the work. I, I want to be busy all the time aside from my single week of vacation. Um, I have three auditions next week, so hopefully, you know, something yeah. will shake out. Um, but, you know, if not, I have a solo show um, that Kira McDonald helped me. Uh, she like directed it um, my senior year at Cornish. It's called Surviving the Franco Regime. And that's something that uh, <laughs> I definitely want to continue to explore. So even if I don't get cast anything in anything, um, I, I look forward to having like the time and space to write and 
and explore music too and just see I don't know I everything's gonna work out that's how I feel I don't know what's gonna happen but that's okay <laughs> it sort of seems that the this new up-and-coming generation of theater artists it's not it becomes part of their being to not just do one thing right it's acting and directing and producing and playwriting I think I'm so excited for that paradigm shift a little bit because I mean culturally yeah we do have some overlap but people sort of become enmeshed in one or the other uh and I think it just makes for better theater artists I think so too um yeah and I love I love uh the phrase theater artist you know like there is yeah there's so much uh I don't know liberty in that and I don't think that we should be tied to one kind of specialty. Like, why can't why can't we do it all? I think it's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's if yeah, it's just more interesting for everyone. I think that that's a really good thing too. So we're gonna wrap up our time a little in a little bit here, uh, folks. Bernie's apartment going until May twenty eighth. Act Theater ActTheater.org. Will you take us out with one or two of your favorite lines from the play? Uh, there's a song in the show uh, yeah. called uh, Latino America by Calle 13, and uh, you, you, should, you should play that song. Uh, there's this part, um, like the chorus, there's this woman singing, she says, uh, Tu no puedes comprar el viento, no puedes comprar el sol, uh, no puedes comprar la lluvia, no puedes comprar el, uh, el calor, uh, tu no puedes comprar las nubes, tu no puedes comprar los colores, tú no puedes comprar mi alegría, tú no puedes comprar mis dolores. Sophie Franco, thank you for being on the podcast. You are, you are just such a magnanimous human being, and I am honored to have worked with you, and I cannot wait to see you on stage. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks so much.